How's it going, folks? I'm Mike with Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. This is Kevin. Episode five coming at you. Conversation with Marcus, an actual game warden in Florida. Plus, we talk about LP12 issues, spotlight issues. Monsters. You monsters, bring up monsters. Hunting. Yeah. We talk about uh, your Mike. first gun. You want to buy your first gun? You don't want to miss it. Stick around. It's going to be you. good. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. I'm Mike. This is Kevin. Hey. And we got uh, Marcus on uh, on a Zoom call here with us. Uh, that he's sitting in front of us on a computer. So uh, thanks first, for being here. First ever guest. Yeah, first ever guest. Thanks for being here, Marcus. Thanks for uh, being on. Oh, no problem. Um, so a lot of these questions probably that people want us to direct to you uh, is probably law and your opinions on how certain things are written because of you being involved and being a game warden in uh, Florida. My name is Yanis Marcus. I'm out of central Florida here in Ocala. Um, I do work for FWC. Um, I got with drone deer recovery earlier in the season, probably around August timeframe, but I was talking to him since like June or July. Um, Cause I think it's a very, very good concept over the years. We've seen so many people lose deer um when they don't need to you know having a service like this is just a very big additive to what we can offer to individuals out there so we can make sure that there's not a ton of deer shot and unrecovered over their aspect of hunting no so um obviously uh you know the big question is all the time is this legal in my state what type of you know, work or due diligence did you have to do to tr- try to figure out if you're allowed to do this in Florida? Well, the, the big thing is that they allow um, dog tracking. They should allow um, drones. Now, there are certain aspects through the FAA that says you can't find national parks, forces, and WMAs. However, um, they also mentioned in there that if you go get permission from the people that run the areas, um, you can do certain certain things with drones. And one of them has been the recovery of deer. Because when you go out there with the dog and all that, the whole aspect of taking game is from scouting to recovery. So like I said, if you can use dogs to go out and recover the deer as an aid, you should be able to, allow to use drones. And we haven't had an issue with it yet here in Florida. In Florida, is that... Uh... Like, is that legally the way it's written or is that just kind of a common sense understanding the department has? It's just kind of one of those more common sense type, um, which allows them to do it because it does state in there and we have laws on what you need to do when tracking with a dog, like that to be on a leash um, and all that. So you have to be with the permit holder and all that um, because you're using it as an aid to recover. So we have been using drones down here. Um, I've been using one. I don't know a couple of the people in the state have also been using one. So we haven't had much of an issue um, with it yet. Yeah. So have you uh, had people uh, call you to ask that question? Because a lot of people that watch the content, their their first thing that they do is they're called, they call their local warden and ask them the question about using a drone. Have you been getting any of those calls? Yes, I have actually um, gotten a couple calls from that, more or less from other individuals that also want to get into um, the business as well. They'll call and be like, hey, or they'll call into FWC. Um, 
and be like, hey, are we allowed to use this? And again, like I said, you just got to follow all the FAA guidelines when it comes to like the WMA, the state force and all that type of stuff. Um, and just the other aspects of invading people's privacy when they fly over houses and all that. Um, as long as you're able to follow all the guidelines and rules, we haven't had an issue with it yet. One question I have, if, uh, how long have you been a game warden, Marcus? I've been a game warden for a few years now. For a few years, yes. One of the big debates that people say is having access to technology like this is going to lead to more bad shots, more, you know, just sloppy shooting, hunting, whatever. Or poaching. That, that, that's their biggest thing. But yeah. I'm, I'm curious if in your experience, like, is there a lot of deer that go, you know, is are there a lot of bad shots? Like, do you, fi- do you find out, do you get calls or find out about a lot of people that wound deer um, that aren't able to recover them? Or is that like, does the state have a way of tracking that data? Uh, we do not. Um, when it comes to all we do is once they um, take the deer, then they they harvest it. So then we'll, they'll go in and they'll check their deer in. Yeah. Uh, but if it goes, if they have a bad shot on it, if it gets away, they don't actually harvest it, then they don't check it in. So no, yeah. we don't have any way of tracking it. That's one of the most confusing things for me is why would the state not want to prevent, you know, multiple deer getting shot with only one tag because the buck was unrecoverable? Um is it, I mean, in your opinion, Marcus, is it just fear of the technology being abused that's leading states like, you know, Michigan and New York, uh, Illinois to uh, just try to ban it outright? My thoughts on it, and um, I'm speaking on all this on my behalf, not as uh, on the agency for FWC. These are all my thoughts on it. But I've also had a call where a guy calls in and says, hey, can you use the drone for to find deer that are betting? I was like, we can. I was like, well, could you guys come out in the next couple of days and fly over the property I own and let me know where they're betting? That's where you start to get in this gray area where it's like, okay, now I'm using it for scouting. Like I'm able to kind of tell you guys where the deer are and now you can go hunt that area. So obviously I was like, I, I explained to him, no, we can't do that because that's going to be on the aspect of using the drone in a way that it wasn't designed to be yeah, no. utilized. Yeah. So it could be a fear moving forward because I do know drone deer recovery. You guys have very high standards on what you can and cannot do to ensure the integrity um, of the recovery. And people aren't using the drones for abusive purposes, which being, uh, being out there. We have to regulate that in our own office, right? Like when we get those calls, it's like we aren't going to do it. But, you know, these drones are available for anybody to buy. And it's that's what will be hard on the the whole aspect of drone deer recovery will be people that are buying them for themselves and then using them in such a way. And it's going to be hard to regulate, you know, if a guy can buy a drone and go fly his property to find deer to go hunt. But I, I, I still go back. I still go back and say that there are enough good people in the world that they're not just going to use it to go find a big one and go kill it. Then I go back to, will there be people that do that? Yes, but majority will not. They just won't. There's people that don't use trail cams because they don't feel that that is, you know, to them fair chase, then they just won't do it. So it'll go back to each human himself, what type of person he is. Then you look at it in aspects as well. It's like we allow people to go hunting and do all that, but yet you still have people that want to hunt at night with a light. 
you still have people that want to throw corn on WMAs to bait deer in, which here in the state of Florida, you cannot do. Yeah. So when every aspect comes around, there are legal ways to do a lot of things, but you will have your little outliers. And unfortunately, yep. a lot of those are what set the standards and regulations when people yep. make rules. And it, it seems logical that states have to clarify laws with new technology that's emerging. What just absolutely dumbfounds us is when states say laws that were written before thermal recovery was even available are totally fine, don't need updating, don't need clarifying. Um, that That's where, personally, for me, it just becomes like, wh what a ridiculous stance. Yeah. Um, let's at least look at new technology and figure out how to regulate it. And here in Ohio, we would like there to be, maybe you should you should re be required to have a license or some kind of a permit or a register with like your, you know, your department of wildlife yeah. or something you, like you that. You had said you you guys would have some type of program down there for something similar, not necessarily drone deer recovery, but in other uh, other types of management stuff, right? Um, what you do know, you meaning that if you want to uh, do a certain thing, you need to have a permit. Uh, you were telling me about it when I was talking to you probably two months ago, and and forgive me if you don't remember because it's like we talk about a lot of different things. Yeah. You'd said that the like people hold a special permit, oh, maybe. Correct. Yeah. So we have different programs. Um, so we have like trappers. They come out and catch nuisance animals that run through the state. Um, we have a program called SNAP, which they'll okay, go out yeah, and do nuisance, nuisance alligators. Uh, we contract them through the state and all that type of stuff. So they have an actual license and everything. They can go do it for the organization. Does Florida have... Like somewhere we didn't have a problem with pythons or something, and and there's an application for thermal drones in, yeah, the Everglades. pythons or something. I mean, there, there could be. I haven't heard anything. I do know that we have obviously the python issue down in South Florida. Um, I haven't heard of anybody using thermal drones for, but I can't. I could see how it could be useful. The only issue you're going to have is through the FAA going over like the Everglades and all that. How it's like a national park. Um. And the regulations when it comes to flying drones in those areas. Yeah. But you, you go back to the SNAP program, like, you know, there's guys that get licensed to be able to do, you know, that type of stuff that you were talking about trapping. And Correct. I, I see it being like that with drone deer recovery. Like if these states uh, have so much fear about everybody's just going to have a drone and go out and recover carcasses for people, then create a program, like create a program that somebody has to go through, be licensed and hold a permit. When we say license, we are all licensed the way it is right now. We have a part 107 remote pilots license through the FAA uh, to fly drones. But what we're talking about is a permit held by the state or something, if they have this big old fear about people using it in a in a wrong way, make them hold a permit to to allow them to do it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm curious from your perspective, um, game warden, have you ever had an issue where you go out, find a buck, it's wounded, maybe mortally wounded? Um, you know, it's been a lethal hit, but the but the buck is not yet dead. Um you know, you're a drone pilot, you do recoveries for people, you're also a game warden. What is your perspective on the correct way to handle a situation like that? And I asked because, um, yeah, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Okay, when it comes to somebody who puts a fatal shot on a deer, it goes, um, for example, we had a one where they had a dog go out. 
Um, based on once they track it and all that, depending on what season it is, to utilize that particular aspect. So if it's an archery or muzzle loader season, they have to use a muzzle loader or something to kind of put the deer down at that point in time. Um, but you got to be able to determine that it was going to expire. I've seen so many times where somebody will shoot a deer in the uh, back leg and then they'll call a deer or a dog out to track it. They'll go track the deer down, use the dog, basically tire the deer out and then put it down that way. Obviously that's not the correct way to do it. And we will handle that situation when it um, occurs, but that's where the drones will come in very handy because you can fly a drone up. You can go see, Hey, that shot was in this area. It's not going to um, die per se. It's going to live. And then you can move on and kind of go from there. You don't have to go in there, bump the deer, tire it out, get people else out there to do things. Um, and do things you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. So if, I mean, because I, I imagine Florida is the same as most states where you're you're not legally allowed to hunt with the aid of a drone. So if you go out there and you see a deer, he's not getting back up on his feet. You know, he has maybe an hour of life left or something. Um, and you can identify that from the drone. So ethically, morally, whatever, do you as a hunter, you know, do you go put the deer out of its misery or do you let it expire naturally? Um, like, well, what would you do in that moral quandary? Um, most of the time, what a lot of people do is they will call a game warden at that point in time. They'll, they'll call one of us to be like, hey, I hit this deer. Um, I got a lot of blood. They got a tracker out. Um, a lot of the dog trackers around here are pretty good. They'll give us a call um, and we'll make the determination of whether or not we got to put it down. But a lot of times what they will do is they'll go out there with the dogs. If the deer is not running, not doing anything, it's just it's laying there. You can tell it's about to die usually they'll go ahead and put it down at that point in time and then they'll harvest it on their, um, check it in on their reports. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. How many, uh, how many recoveries have you done, uh, as a drone pilot in Florida so far? So far I've done five deer recovery and I've done three dogs. Hmm. That's actually not as much as I, I was thinking. Uh, when's your guys' hunting get really good? Um, the archery started in, uh, the September timeframe. Um, I was just getting started up at that point in time. So I probably missed a few calls during that time. Muzzle loader. Uh, I didn't get any too much. I have had a lot here since rifle season has started. Um, however, due to not having as many of us around, I've had people from Northern Georgia call me. I've had people from Alabama call me and be like, you know, that's like a 10, 12 hour (laughs) trip, just the one direction to go, go up to you guys. So, uh, I have a feeling that once this technology starts to get out a little bit more, because like I said, I've actually had a lot of dogs here lately. Um, that when you say dogs, out you're about saying this. like lost pets. Correct. Um, yeah. Um, all the ones have been, the dog got out, was chasing something, or it got scared by a noise. Um, and then they asked us to come out and try to try to assist in finding it. Have you had any successful um, drone pet recoveries? I've had one out of the three. Okay. So yeah, we, the, one, the one the other night was we were able to find um, one was in a residential area, which was you know, really hard because, like we said, we don't want to fly down into people's backyards, start turning our spotlight on and start mm-hmm. invading privacy and all that type of stuff. So, so would you say... 
Do, do you, would you say that maybe not as many people um, call a drone pilot in Florida because uh, the size deer you have? Is Florida known for big trophy deer? We have not been known for these massive deer. However, once they change the regulations to where you have to have a 10-inch beam on one side or three points, we have started to get a little bigger deer down here. Um, so, yeah, so the need for having a drone pilot come out hasn't really been quite as big down here um, just because nobody really wants to call out a drone pilot for a little, you know, four point. Yeah. You had said you got to have 10 inch beam. How in the world does a hunter figure out if it's 10 <laughs> inches before it kills him? It's got to be one of those ones. Uh, you just got to be confident when you take the shot. Cause we've had some, we've had some people that have been pretty close. Wow. That yeah, is because every time like, like I've heard a point size, but yeah. inch size. Okay. Well, learning something new today. <laughs> I, I tend to have a pretty low trust on how accurate hunters are in the moment because you always go out in the drone and it's like, oh, you know what? This is not quite as big as what I thought. Yeah, that's like the one we just found this morning. Yeah. He called me. So guy was like, it was a big one. It had to be 10, 12 points. It happened quick, cut the corner of the food plot and it had to shoot fast. And I found him this morning. Daddy was gut shot. And I was like, Ugh. I don't know, guy. And then uh, he, he, uh, he was at work. And he called me. He was like, well, what do you think? I'm like, well, it's a buck, but <laughs> I don't think he's as big as he thought. So, but it happens. It is what it is. Yep. Mm. So uh, maybe not as many people are using uh, drone deer recovery in Florida because the trophies aren't as big, but you're saying that it will start becoming uh, a thing with this, maybe with the antler restriction and then just maybe not knowing about it. Right. Correct. I, th I think that's more of the biggest thing is a lot of people don't know uh, about the drone services because obviously being out in the wild uh, with a lot of these hunters and other even dog um, tracking, like they don't know a lot about it. So I'll go and be like, hey, this is kind of uh, what you could offer. It's probably going to get bigger here um, moving forward in the future. Yeah. And I'm not here to say that drones are going to replace dogs because down here, some of the areas are super thick. It's a lot hotter down here. We don't lose a lot of the leaves on the trees like you guys do up north. So yeah, dog hunters are still, um, dog hunters are still very vital or dog uh, trackers are still very vital down here. They play a, a great role. It's just drones are kind of like one of those supplementary options that you can add on top of it that can uh, really yeah. change the aspect of trying to recover the deer. As you were mentioning to me earlier that uh, your department started the drone program. There's a couple of game wardens that are, uh, you know, have 107s or are flying drones. Can you just tell us a little bit about what the department is using drones for and kind of the, the use case that you see? It's pretty much like what a lot of the other law enforcement firefighters and stuff like that do. We use it for um, search and recovery uh, and that type of aspects, um, lost hunters, uh, people out on boats and stuff like that. It's, it's just one of those little extra handy features that we can add into our little bag that we utilize when trying to help out the uh, the public in the area. That's cool. So are you guys allowed to use DJI drones if you guys are a state agency? Because we get that question a, a whole ton. Like, you know, DJI is blacklisted. Uh, am I going to be able to buy this or is the government going to come take it away? Are you guys as state agencies allowed to use uh, DJI uh, drones. 
unfortunately, here in the state of Florida, we are not authorized to use DJIs in the uh, state um, organization. So, us you, as a private individual, are allowed to fly DJI drones. Uh, as of right now, yes, we haven't had any issues with when me you say personally. Right now, are you concerned that you won't be allowed? Well, there's so many talks within the Senate right now about banning DJI throughout the entire country. So, Florida is the state that bans like they're more hardcore than any other state, from what I from what I understand. So, yeah. So I don't know. I get emails all the time about DJI possibly like it's going up in the Senate or they're going to pass a bill to where it's not DJ, just DJI. It's all China based. Yeah. But, okay. So my thing is I, I hear them. I hear the people that are saying that if you're watching or if you're listening, I hear you, but it's like saying we're going to ban TikTok. Like, yeah, that was a thing at one time, but it's not a, a, an actual yeah. thing. There's some political push to talk about these things. It's good to talk you, about. You, you know, make DJI pay more taxes or or this or that. Like it's, I just tell people DJI has been around for too long. And if they actually take DJI away in America, I'm telling you, like, I just don't see it happening because they're, there's just too big of a market. Nobody else can keep up with the demand. Nobody actually produces such a good drone like yeah. the Matri 30T. Yeah. Yes, there's Altel, you know, uh, out there making the Max 4, but it's it's not as good. Uh, literally, these companies that are in America, and if you're listening and you do manufacture drones, reach out to us. I'll use it. But I'm telling you, like, they are so far behind the technology. DJI has been doing this for so many years. It's like, I just don't see another company, for sure, American-made, coming and, you know, starting right where DJI is at. Just don't see it. It'd be cool if it happened. It's just it's not going to happen. It doesn't look like yeah, no. And I think the other misunderstanding a lot of people have about, you know, the banning of drones is that very like the government isn't going to come take away your drone. Are you going to come take my drone? <laughs> Unless I, I'm not going to go take your drone. <laughs> but it's, it's more like it's going to like the sale of new drones is going to be prevented. Probably means that your existing drone that you own will become more valuable, not less. Possibly. So, if you're not allowed to use DJI drones and you're flying other drones, would you say that those drones are just as good as your DJI drone? Uh, we're still developing our program, so I haven't really gotten into the drone program through our agency or any of the other state agencies. So I can't really talk on okay. those okay. ones. All right. Sounds good. What would our listeners want to ask again but I, I would say the biggest thing is does it work in the south with the thick oh, brush like yeah. like you had already mentioned it, it is a lot thicker but like can you find deer down what are those um they look like little baby palm trees and they grow on the ground and they just kind of push all over but a uh, little palm we, we call them little palm proms but um i've been able to fly over those and see right through them like yeah. they haven't really been I mean, affected. I was down there before with my uh, baby drone back in the day, and I was able to like look down through that stuff. It wasn't a, a problem at all. But the biggest problem that I think you might have is not the thermal side of things, but the actual penetration of your RGB camera and the light to look down through thick, thick brush. That's I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple issues where it's like I will go and I will see something and then I want to look at it and then I go to turn the the spotlight on and I just can't see anything yeah, because, yeah, through there. Yeah. So, but like I said, it, it's one of those things. Um, it's going to be, be very benefit beneficial as we move forward um, when it comes to not only 
gear recovery, but pets and other things like that. Um, the aspect is just going to be making sure that everybody does it legally and does it the right way. So they don't ruin it for everybody else. Here's a question. You might not want to answer it. Uh, would a guy be allowed to use a thermal drone to go find hogs and then shoot them? As of right now, again, reading the law and everything, I would venture to say no, because that's utilizing it to try to take game. Now you do run the aspect of people use thermal scopes at night to utilize the taking of um, nuisance animals like coyotes and hogs and stuff like that. Um, so it, it's one of those ones we'd have to just get in, get and look in the law. And this is where having these drones and all that are kind of skirting on the, the edge of a lot of them. Um, and just have to go from there. Yeah. So that one, that one's kind of a hard one to state, Do you think that the state of Florida, if they would see a video on YouTube of a guy finding hogs and then pew, pew, he shoots him. Do you think the state would do something about that? That I, I would not know. I, to be honest, I mean, no, just a lot of people. people. <laughs> and if you don't, want, if you don't want to say anything, then just say, you know, I, I don't want. To well, it's like we'll take the aspect of one of the things when drones, when people were coming out, they were using them to find fish. Well, in some states, that's legal. You can fly a drone over and fly. Hey, there's a whole school of fish over here. Let's drive over there, and we're going to start fishing. Well, here in the state of Florida, you can't do that. Okay, so it's, waters. What, how far out from Florida do I have to go before that doesn't? That that I wouldn't know. I I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I'd have to see, actually that, look that's up the thing. These are those questions, and the reason I ask you is I have guys reach out to me that want to buy these drones to fly shark bite, like fly it way out, and where yeah. you know my thing is you can't use a drone to fish, but is that true if you're you know way far out and you know, you're not in Florida waters. Yeah. So that's going to be all, um, based on the state. And then the, when you get into the international waters and all that type of stuff, the best thing I could say is if it comes to anything, just reach out to your local DNR, reach out to the, your federal guys, um, and ask them the question. That's going to be the best bet. I think if more people would just reach out to their organizations around and ask the questions, it'll be a lot easier for them to be able to ensure that they're doing everything correctly rather than, oh, well, my friend told me I can do this or we've done this before and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but those uh, agencies might not necessarily know the answer right away because if I ask Correct. you a question, like you're a warden and I asked you that question now, you might not know whether this is a proper answer to give. Correct, but we we do know um, usually who to go ask to ensure okay. that we get you guys the correct answer. Okay, good. That's good. So even though I might not know something, I can find somebody that does know. Yeah, you know the answer. Yeah. So Marcus, you have a you know you have a thermal drone. Um, are you do you have kind of your own thermal drone business? Are you do you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing, what your interest is? Uh, outside of being a game warden, thermal drones? So I do have my mid-Florida drone solutions down here in Florida. Um, we got started through you guys with the uh, drone deer recovery. So we're right now we're focusing on that. Um, we do want to start moving into possible ag spraying here um, uh, next year. The market down there is ripe. Like, it's got nuts. Uh, especially here in Florida, like we're considered the horse capital of the world. We have tons of farms um, and all that. 
And then the other aspect as well is because I do work around a lot of hunters and all that, get into doing like food plots for individuals. There have been a couple of companies out there that I've seen you guys um, get on and talk with, other ones that I've researched where a lot of the stuff's liquid. So you could put it in these drones and fly to very remote areas and be able to develop food plots for uh, people that don't want to lug, you know, 50 pounds bags of lime out there. What about that uh, crazy video that's been floating around out there uh, of a guy picking up a a deer with a a big drone? Do you think that's something that people could utilize in Florida? Um, Maybe. I picked up a deer. I'm like, see you later. It's pretty wild what they can do. Like, so yeah, I guess people thought it was fake originally. And so I wanted to make a more in-depth video of this is what it can do. But I, I actually believe that that is one part that drones will be used for, for sure. Not, uh, you know, maybe not on your local home farm, if you can ride your side-by-side back there. But in, dude, in some of those places in Florida, you'll never get a side-by-side back there. Like, wouldn't it be a lot easier oh, yeah. to have a guy there, take the drone back there a mile, hook it up, whoop, bring it out. Like, sounds That's like a great there, there's so many things drones will be used for in the future. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I tell people all the time. The industry in, in general as a whole will continue to grow. Like thinking that we're, you know, we're peaking. We're not even getting started, really. Yeah. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Things like natural disasters, stuff like that. Um, I mean, you're pretty well connected to the state. I mean, um, do you see a future where you know, privately owned businesses like yourself can be of assistance to the state through like, you know, response to natural disasters, flooding. Um, are there, is there, are you, is that something you're looking into or interested in? Down there in Florida? I have, I've looked into possibly getting a COA so I can go try to reach out to a lot of these um, organizations to be like, Hey, if you need us to so try to get with like FEMA or like we have one of the largest national forests in the Southeast down here at the Ocala national forest, whenever they have forest fires, you know, helping out. Um, the problem is a lot of these organizations are starting to get on with technology as well. So they're starting to get their own drones and doing all that type of stuff. So when it comes for outside sources, be like, Hey, you know, I can offer this and everything. Well, well we already have drone pilots. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things again, not only are we progressing on it, a lot of the state and federal agencies are as well. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I yeah. totally agree. I, I just think you, uh, in that state agricultural drones, Ooh, I just think it's such a good tool for like people with orchards or even row crops. I don't know if you guys do a bunch of row crops or like beef, uh, cattle farms, like those types of things. Like, they all need sprayed, like, and those drones can get into places and do acres, cover a ton of acres. Everybody like thinks they hear a drone spraying, they kind of chuckle. It's it's laugh. Like, yeah, right. You're not going to spray 300 acres. I will spray that 300 acres in a snap of a finger with a, a couple drones. You're, I just think that Florida, where you're at, you will see way more spray drones than other drones down there. Well, it's like. Other things you can also use them for. We've got a lot of invasive plant life that yeah. a lot of these agencies can't get to. You can fly back there and spray those. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have all kinds of different fish and stuff around here. So we have our hatcheries and all that. 
that you can easily utilize um, a lot of these drones for. There's it's endless amounts of stuff you can actually um, yeah. want to do if you were to get into it. Yeah. Do you um, um, do you have anything else you want to add uh, to this? Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say is yes, I do work for FWC down here, but a lot of these things that we talk about when it comes to drones are my own either personal experiences or things I've seen. I don't actually speak for the agency. So when yeah. it comes out and be like, well, FWC says do this. The only thing I can say is just try to read your local rules and regulations when it comes to your state laws. If you do not know, reach out to somebody. They should be able to give you the best answers moving yeah. forward. And I should I, I mean, 100% the way to go into this for thermal drone pilots listening is collaboration, working together. You know, this is not animosity. This is not, um, yeah. you know, us against the state. It doesn't have to be that way. It, it can really be respectful, you yeah. know, working together, really helping the hunter, helping the state. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you being on, Marcus. It's uh, good to connect again. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. I'm I'm sure you no got problem. any other things that you could be doing when you chose to talk with us. So I I do appreciate that. Oh uh, no problem. So that was Marcus. Yeah, that's that's cool. It's uh, what I think is really cool is he works for the state, right, as a warden, mm-hmm. and he sees how this mm-hmm. can be an absolute tool. Yep. Uh, to help sportsmen and just a good guy overall yeah right? yep and he's got such a unique perspective having done this for a couple of years he knows like he's i mean he's got all the stories he knows how um there's this gray line but really it's about um operating ethically honoring yep. the animal yep. he has a lot of leeway in understanding the intent of yep. the pilot of the hunter yeah um absolutely so yeah and i think there are you know we've spoken to game wardens who are divided on how this should be used. Yeah, um, like one game more and it's like, no. And then the next is like, yeah, I think it'd be good. In the same booth. You remember yeah. that one time? Yeah. It yeah. was like, talk to this guy. He says, yeah, no, that sounds like it. Like, yeah, that's no problem. Not legal. Can't do it. Yeah, it it, it is just a little funny. It, it, yeah, this whole new industry, it's growing quick. Um, I it, mean, the good thing about, there's frustrations that come with it. Like the LP12 right now, total oh, disaster. Yeah. You yep. know, a lot of you guys watching, you're probably frustrated like we are yep. you know we've we've had L- our literally all of our lp12s quit working like it's it's not like Did we have four or five of them four four yep. four they're all they're all bricked yeah they're all all broke of course we had to go buy more and before i knew about this other light i i knew about the t60 light but i didn't believe uh so it only goes to 85 degrees mm-hmm. and i was like oh, we need 90 well i never used it Finally, you know, there was no other option. I yeah. had to use a, yep. one of those lights. And I use it, and I'm like, what in the same hill? This is an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, why wasn't I using this in the beginning? Yeah. So no questions asked. If you're going to do drone deer recovery and you do not need a speaker, if you're doing search and rescue and you need a speaker, then you're still going to need the LP12. But if you don't need that, I believe mm-hmm. that the T60 yep. will do just fine even if it only goes so and for pilots who have the lp12 but it's bricked you know what we're recommending is you got to get the warranty process started unfortunately there's no service centers that are u.s based that are able to handle this warranty so means you know ours have been in there for probably two months right it's it's a little ridiculous actually because think about it this is a company that produces product now they have to take product back and fix it and it's like it's not really so so you got to get that warranty you know if you have questions about that 
um, you know, we can help with answering those questions, but you got to get it warrantied and then you got to buy the JT60. Yep. Um, yeah. And you'll have both of those lights in your arsenal. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a good idea to have both because if somebody calls you because, you know, their child is missing in the corner or something, at least mm -hmm. you can still use yeah. the speaker if you need to. And, you know, do, and do honestly, like, like, you know, this season, right, it's, it's just a good lesson, I think, for all of us pilots that when there's something as important as a spotlight for offering the service, you need to have a backup anyways. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you almost need a backup for a remote controller because we, we had, had a, yeah. one of our guys, um, well, he operated out of uh, Wisconsin. He's not really associated with us, but he, uh, you know, he was a drone deer recovery license operator. He had his kind of brick or break or- His remote yeah, just stopped working. Just stopped working. Well, you can't fly a drone without a remote and calls are coming in and he, he's unable to do, you know, the service. And so he's like, dude, I want two. Because I never thought of that. What if I'm like, I set it on the back of the, the tailgate and it drops off and it breaks. Dude, I'm done. Like I have to get another remote. Never even thought of that. that I mean, you can set yeah. it into DJI yeah, Care, yeah, yeah. but it's gonna take a week yeah. till you get yep. it. Mm -hmm. So why not have one, you know, mm -hmm. on a backup and mm -hmm. be ready to go? Yeah, especially if you have a couple drones. Yeah, Seems absolutely. Like Makes sense. One or two backups. But, but it's those things, right? When you start out as a business, you don't think of all yep. those things. It's, and, uh, and, yeah. and the exciting thing is the industry is growing. I mean, that the reason that right now it's China-based and all that stuff, it's brand new. Like yeah. this stuff is coming out of China. Yep. It, by next season, it will be better. It'll be smoother. We'll have yep. better options, yep. better service all around. Yep. Um, so it's... Um, some serious growing pains, but fast growing yeah. pains. And, it's like, you know, and, and, I, and this is what I think, like, I try to remind myself anytime that I'm just frustrated because of how hard it is to be in such a fast growing industry sometimes. It's like, you also are one of the first. Yeah. And yep. you have a huge, um, you know, there's huge upside for dealing with some of these, these hassles. Um, you get a lot of upside for that too, of being one of the first in this industry. And like Marcus said, if he can, you know, if he wants to jump into ag, then there's, you know, the way the seasons line up and even the, you know, that remote, like you'll have the same remote for the ag drone. Uh, no. You don't have the same no. remote. I mean, it looks the same. It looks 100% the same. Different. But it has different uh, firmware on the inside. Can't, uh, you can't no, cross these. No, can't, can't cross these. Dang it. Doggone, I know. <laughs> I, I was already trying it. To where I yeah. uh, sent it up to Roger yeah. and he was going to yeah. kind of mm -hmm. like hack the thing. Yeah. And it's just yeah. not a good idea. So if the pressure that, you know, we're feeling now with being without a spotlight, if that if you think that's pressure, let's talk about the pressure of during season. Spray season? Spray season. Oh. Having a drone down, oh. you know, you make money, lots of it, in a very short amount of time. Yeah, but it's not just about you as operating. It's the farmer. It's the oh, farmer yeah, can't yeah. get his stuff yeah. sprayed. And now he's... you are losing him money. Like <laughs> yep. it's pressure. Yeah. And you know, a lot of those, like if you're working for a chemical company, a lot of those, you know, those are relationships that are earned. Trust is earned. The farmer believes when he pays you, you yep. know, or whatever that you're going to be there. Yep. So that's why our, you know, we're going to have a backup drone. It's just, it's, it'll save you money in the oh, long yeah. time. Yep. Long I mean, term. it you just figures in the budget. Just plan on having it in the budget to have yep. spares because it is that vital. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. You guys um, listen to the podcast, uh, a couple different podcasts or seen it on a video about what we should name our big M350 uh, drone. What do we want to name it? Yep. Yeah. So it's the big you, daddy drone. you guys had some. So in this like live, Mike has not seen all these, but Mike, by the end of this podcast is going to decide what that drone is called. 
What if I don't agree with any of them? You'll have to just come up with whatever you Oh, crap. I, okay. (laughs) Let's put the pressure on, all right? So, I guess we'll get started. We hope your guys' suggestions are good. That's all I can say. So, how many are we going to choose from? Uh, I forget. Because there there could be like a hundred of these things. We're not doing a hundred. Ten, okay. All right, so Austin's picked the ten best options. Yeah, let's go for it. Definitely not working. Dronezilla. Dronezilla. Working with the audio. I like the... The, the bouncing? <laughs> the bouncing, yeah. It's yeah. It'll give you a bouncing. headache after a while. But yeah, Dronezilla, Dronezilla. Mike, what do you think? Yeah. Is that a, like one out of ten? Just go from your gut. Um, Like a two. Two. Well, okay, yeah. well, John Zobel, 4409. That's a two. Thanks for your input. Next. Name, Name it. it Hercules. Hercules. That I kind of like. So, um, at like a... S- 6.2. All right, Keith. Wow. Yeah, 6.2. So far, Hercules. Best option? Night Stalker. Ooh. <laughs> I don't Night know. Night Stalker or Phoenix? I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm on a three. Yeah. Like three. You know, not feeling that Night Stalker. Oh, boy. Call her Big, Big Betty. Betty. Man, there's no way. Like, you, you don't can't, like no, Big. Are you serious? It, it reminds me of like a big Bertha or something like. What's a Bertha? An oversized cow. Oh, okay. Big Betty is an oversized cow. Okay. No, I don't know. That's that's what that's the big image Betty. I see. Yep. Probably not that then. Okay. We'll keep going. Right. These would be better if we'd have audio. The huh? Droninator. Yeah. Ooh, I like that because it like it, it's an it eliminates like deer not technically but yeah. like finds them. Could, that could be it. Well, wouldn't that be the deerinator? Then? I, I think I'm or like a 6.3 on no, that No, but hold one. on. If it's a droninator, it's eliminating other drones. Oh, yeah. It needs to be like the buckinator. It's eliminating bucks. Well, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> wow. If you've if you got to explain a name, it's not a good name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what else we got here? Megalodrone. Oh, kind of like Megalodon? Blood. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The Megalodrone. That's kind of witty. blood in the water. But smells blood in the air, maybe. Mm. We don't really go based on blood. We go based on heat. Dude, there's surely there's something that, like, there's a, a predator or something that, like, walks the earth and can see in thermal. Is there something like that? That's a movie, Mike. Oh, it is. Shoot. <laughs> Wouldn't that be sketchy? I don't know if that's Would a... that be sketchy if you have an animal? That could read in thermal and like like he could just set like yeah yep did you ever watch there's a movie uh called where this monster it goes by sound so as long as you're completely quiet it can't see it just has so good sense of hearing i think thermal would be the worst right it couldn't see it couldn't yeah. hear it couldn't do any of that yep. but as long as it has thermal uh as long as you're alive you're gonna have okay so you're being stalked by a monster who's using thermal with based on what you know of how thermal works what do you do to uh, evade that monster uh get in cold water and, and you're stay. just you're gonna live there for a while well underneath the water because if my head is above the water i'm still gonna have thermal so would you not fill up your bathtub full of pipe and hot water you get in the bathtub why why hot water because then your body, okay, it's more comfortable than cold. Okay, I'm not going to sit for hours in oh, freezing temperature water. Yeah, and then I like mean, become I'm the not same that color intense. as the yeah, water. right. And so like you see thermal, but then the monster just comes to drink out of the hot tub 
or whatever. So really, if you think about this, the very best, okay, this is official. Oh my gosh. If you ever need to evade a thermal seeing monster, then what you want is a hot tub. No, well, that thermal thing is probably my drone looking for you. Okay, well, if you ever try to evade Mike and his thermal drone, jump into a hot tub, you'll be invisible. That's probably a valid point. That's good, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Hmm. Well, I'm, you know, this is the- You're gonna have to live there for a while. We need to test that, actually. Yeah, we should test that. Yeah, because you won't be able to get out of that hot water and then you're going to shrivel yeah, up. Yeah, because then, then you're going to be like... Yeah, then you'll stick out like a real sore thumb. <laughs> you're going to be like... You're going to just run away from me like a mile away. Oh, there he goes. So if, yeah, if you had to walk around and uh, evade... Like, so now you got to... Like, you're going to go walk to the store and oh try not to gosh. get killed on the way to the supermarket. I just don't... Okay, I have an idea. Uh, no, tinfoil. I was going to say wrap yourself in tinfoil. Tinfoil, yeah. All but that tinfoil is going to get warm. All the Bigfoot lovers love that, yeah. Mm. Anyhow. Yeah, no, but so so tinfoil, that would work, Mike. And why would no, that not work? because the tinfoil is going to get warm if it's stuck on you. So you have like some clothing and then tinfoil around the clothing? Then I think we're talking. So. So put, put like a big jacket and then put that jacket. I mean, that would actually it. be easy to test. I mean, right? You will look okay. real shiny walking yeah. around. I'm going to say what we got to do. You'd sound like Tin Man. <laughs> You've seen him, right? But the monster has no ears. Yeah, it's going to work great. Yeah. So hmm. So yeah, what like we got to do is have you guys submit your ideas on how to evade the Megalodrone, right? The Megalodrone is out there flying. He's eating up whoever he can eat. How do you evade him? How do you want to see Mike evade him? So what? Wait, you? I fly the drone. I don't make the rules. Yeah, no, yeah, you did. You just made them. You, (laughs) you try to get away from me. So it's going to be Kevin, Austin, Kevin, (laughs) and we're going to draw short sticks. Oh, okay. And uh, we're going to have you just got included without even. Welcome, Austin. I I have nothing to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I kind of want to see this actually. I want to see a tinfoiled mic. Coming out of out of uh, like really cold water, I, I think that would be interesting. I think that maybe we I do think it. A lot of people are, but gonna... you do it. I fly the drone. I know what I'm looking at on thermal. You, you, we got to take you out. We got to teach you how to fly these drones yet. Yeah, actually, that's something that we got to do. I keep yeah. saying that. Like yeah. once it slows down, once it slows down, then it'll be here's busy what I'm with do. agricultural oh, stuff. Oh well, no, no. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna learn how to shoot. You're gonna teach me how to shoot a bow. Oh yeah. This, I was just I, watching that video this morning. You're just like, I'll just come grab your bow and I'll no, no, I'll practice the target. I, no, no, I realize it's probably not that easy. Did but you Did you know you said you'll practice the target? Or I something? did. I I did kind of think about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so excited, Mike. I saw. <laughs> I saw. It's like I I don't watch hunting content, although the the whitetail adrenaline. Um, mm-hmm. I keep seeing like I follow them on Instagram. I keep seeing like the new like. Oh, you're stuff. coming over to watch it. I want to I want to come over and I want to watch it's, it. it. Here's the deal, folks. Jared put so much time in that. It is the best unscripted yeah. hunting related content available in the world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that real. And and you and I were talking earlier because we're, you know, we we're trying to plan content, you know, like we want to make stuff you guys want to watch. Real. And and you were saying it's a camera guy for Jeff. Jared. Jared. Yep. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. Ja- <laughs> I am a huge fan. Uh, <laughs> but you were saying as a camera guy, um, 
you know, you would arrive and uh, you don't know where you're going. You don't know yeah, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, because the way this came up is you were like, well, you had to know where you're going. I'm like, not at all. I'd arrive in Wisconsin and get in his truck and we're driving. And I know we're going west. And that's about as and much as I know. Yeah. Yep. You get there. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't look like you don't, you know, don't yep. want it. Move on. Go somewhere else. So. Why are we talking about this? Uh, about real. About real. Like real, yeah. authentic. Yeah. Yep. I, I was just saying, real. I was seeing, I I don't see hunting. I've never watched hunting videos. Like I, I've never been a hunter, you know? I now am, a, I think I'm a hunter. I, I, I'm starting to see myself as a hunter. I don't know that you're a hunter yet. What are the rules? What do I need to do to be called a hunter? You definitely have to go hunt I, deer. I killed a deer. Yeah, but did I told you, you the story. Did you gut it? Did he you, dropped instantly. Yeah, did you get? Did you gut the deer? Did you drag it out? Did you skin it? I did drag it out on the back of the four wheeler. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh! And yeah. I took it to the butchers. Yeah, I did do so that. So you didn't do a lot of it. So are you going to teach me to gut a deer and skin it? I mean, is that? I'll show you what to do. Yeah, I mean. Dude, we do have to film this. Like, you actually never got it a deer, did you? I no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What I've seen about we're going out deer, tonight. Okay. Like, I'm I'm making I'm planning it right now because you're gonna say decision. you're busy. Yeah, you're gonna say you're busy or you're doing something, and we're going tonight. <laughs> the most that I know about gutting a deer is what I've learned from uh, Star Wars. Oh my god. They there is this in Austin. I don't know if you've seen this, but at, at this one, I don't know what movie it is, but. They're trying to hide from the cold. They kill this dinosaur looking thing, scrape its guts out, <laughs> crawl inside. What? Room for three. I think there's room for three. <laughs> this, is, this is getting. So I know. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I feel like I know the basics. Like, I know that you slit down the middle, right? The stomach, you like pull it out, you have gloves. Oh, actually. No, you definitely have to do it without gloves. Why? Because. Is this not 2023? No, it is, but that's probably a gloves. point of opinion too, right? Like some people say- Austin, you gotta have, do it with gloves? I have never done it with gloves. You've what? never done it with gloves? You haven't? Yeah. With gloves? Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't done it with gloves. I just always get well, in there. Mm. All I can say is like when it comes to hunting deer, I haven't done that. I have hunted kangaroo. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, that's different. You don't guts like take the guts out of those, do you? Uh, no, Th those were, uh, nope, those were, I was on a farm. They're kind of like, uh, in Australia. Farm, they're they? vermin. Yeah. It's like vermin, nuisance animals, whatever. Yeah, yep. And, and you just shoot them and leave them. You, yep. You just shoot. Well, you drag them off so you don't break the combine, but, um, oh, they're out in the field, out in the fields, yeah, out in the farm fields. So no, uh, what you do is you go out there, three guys on the back of a gun with shotguns and three guys back on a truck on the back of a truck. Yep. You said three guys on a gun. I'm excited. <laughs> the whole point. Okay. This is not the point. The whole point of this is that now that I've seen hunting, like I see these videos, like the video that we produced about your hunt. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, I feel like a thump thump. Like I almost can imagine, like I get it. I feel like I'm starting to get why people spend ungodly amounts of money. <laughs> on this and i'm i'm starting to worry a little bit like you actually, don't want to be that guy i'm i can't afford to be that guy we have got to sell more drones <laughs> guys would you please yeah. buy a drone or merch or merch the, the actually merch doesn't make much you well, have to buy a lot of merch but <laughs> i mean 
Uh, I yeah. told my wife, like, I don't know, but I need, I need to go buy a gun. So she gave me the, the thumbs up. She said, yep. What? It. That was that easy? I'm starting with a nine millimeter. Uh, well, you can't take that hunting. I'm not going to. But it's like. What are you going to do with a nine? There's nothing like that's self-defense stuff. It, it is self-defense stuff. Oh, so that's yeah. what it's. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. And I'm well, gonna, that's not hunting. I know it's you, not. I know it's not. But it's like. That's the first gun you're going to buy. Is that is that a mistake? I don't know. I I'm just asking. Is yeah. that the first gun? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't have any gun. Ooh, I, don't I just, say that too loud. I feel like I should have a gun and I don't have a gun. <laughs> and it was between that and an AR-15. <laughs> uh, the two guns so, that people have issues with. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like this is not the point. Again, the point, <laughs> the point of this whole segment is I, I'm starting to get why people love hunting. Yeah. And I, I'm fearful that I may become one of those people. You might be addicted and spend a bunch of money. So once I have time, Mike, you got to train me and teach me how to do this. Okay. Well, we're going to do it. Are we done with Megalodron? Oh, no. We're only halfway through. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That was a long... Megatron. Uh, call the dr big uh, drone. I don't... Okay. Megatron. That's like a robot or something. Oh, from okay. Mm, he wants to that. he wants to have a drone called the big daddy not me yeah no, no. gonna hard pass on that one let's just do a couple more and then we'll wrap dronosaurus dronosaurus megalodrone is probably my yeah so far that's the one to beat yeah. what else do we have call it the eagle uh, could call it the eagle optimus prime i don't know i mean seems like a pretty clear winner Megalodrone. Megalodrone. I like that. It kind of has a good, good ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, maybe it's Megalodrone. I'm not making an executive decision at this time, but it's looking like it's going to be that. Yeah. Wait, I thought this was a, what the whole thing was about. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're gonna I put all gonna... this work into putting this thing together, and we're not making an executive decision. What do you need to make an executive um, decision? Uh, People want to You guys know. caught me off guard. Like, I did not know I have to come in this. You got to be prepared, Mike. In season, out of season. Not to, not okay, it'll it'll be Megalodrone until uh, right. until I change it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've heard it here first. Yep. It's Megalodrone. Let Thanks. us know, guys, like getting off of bunny trails like this where Kevin is talking about monsters and that type of thing. Like, do you guys want to hear us just talk about like some of the ideas that we have when, when it comes down to thermal or just in general, like who we are and like what you might have going on in, in your life or he wants to get into hunting, that type of thing? I, I think it's cool. Cause yep. Let us know what you think, what yep. you want to hear. And, and if you have questions, you know, stuff you want us to talk about, um, yeah. You know, we get a lot of, you know, Mike, we get a lot of the same questions from a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. um, we need to talk about those. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is that all we're doing here for this one? Yeah. Or I, do you have a, a specific question that somebody asked that they want to know about? Because if somebody has a question, let's just answer it now. Yeah, let's uh, let's end with a good question. What are some questions we've been asked this week? Oh, a lot of them uh, are around that uh, video that went viral, lifting the deer. Um, how much weight can it pick up? Yeah, yeah. Um, I tell people the max weight I picked up with it was 158 pounds. I would not maneuver with that weight. Uh, maneuvering weight is probably 130 pounds, but it's, um, you know, that's that's experimental type stuff. This, this drone mm -hmm. is an agricultural drone, and uh, yeah, I rigged some stuff up to do some experimenting with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would, I would tell you if you have one of these drones, I'm not telling you to do this. Um, this is just something I've done. 
Yeah. But uh, did you read any of the other comments? I didn't really. Yeah, well, the, the, along this route, there was actually a couple of people I personally talked to this week that, that were asking, um, I guess they're a little confused about the difference between the Matrice and the T40. And they were, they were thinking that, oh, they were yeah. wondering if it's possible to have, to fix a light, like a thermal light onto the T40 AG drone so that you can get no, the yeah. best of both worlds. No. Not uh, possible. No, not, not even close. Completely unless, different. Unless you want to fly for eight minutes and land. And, no, you can't do it. It's it's completely yeah. different. Uh, These drones are built are built specifically for yep. certain applications. Yep. It's not possible. Exactly. So, yeah. thanks for watching. This has been uh, this has been a podcast. Probably been our longest one yet. Uh, yeah, we're hitting almost an hour. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's been good. Yeah, it didn't feel like an hour. Did it feel like an hour? It didn't feel like an hour. Okay. Well, no. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one.